Welcome back to the Charles Ogan Experience. Thanks. Good to see you. You too. It's been a long time. What a session. Great session. Incredible. Lifted some weights. Yeah. Let's read over. Squats, Copenhagen side side planks, yeah. bench press, single arm rows, Romanian deadlifts, seated press, easy bar curls, which we swapped to dumbbell curls, and then push-ups. God damn. All for a certain amount of reps and sets. We don't no, count. We don't count. We don't count the weight either. That was a good sesh. Yeah, great. Good weights. Good, good, uh, good, good session down at Roger Gracie. Today. You got punched in the face. Yeah. Listen- no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> it was a grip break, bro. If you're listening to, well, obviously you're listening to this podcast, but go to Owen's um, Instagram right now. We'll see I it. Just buy my DVD. Yeah. <laughs> but they're going to listen to this at different points in time. There is a video of <laughs> Owen getting punched in the face at training for some guy trying to break his grips. It, it worked. Fun. It worked. It worked effectively. Maybe there's a fanatics instructional coming out. Punch in the face to break the grip. By the way, like and subscribe. Yes. <laughs> get See? <laughs> See? Guys, remember, if you listen, if you like the podcast, remember to like, subscribe, follow. Do it now. YouTube. Yeah, right now. YouTube, Spotify. You guys have done a great job. We should we'll, just we'll say nothing for like 15 seconds so people just have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit long though. Get it done, guys. Get it done. <laughs> um, okay. how, how's it been going? What's been going on? Yeah, so, nothing much. I went to Toulouse. See my people, the land of my people. Apparently, I have some family there as well, but I don't French. know. I don't know who. Yeah, Francais, oui, oui, oui. Uh, it was decent. Had a fake Big Mac. Had a well, fake. I like you went to Mac as knockoff. Yeah, K, whatever the fuck it was called. It wasn't a Big Mac, though. Good food. Food's nice. Well, we went to someone's house afterwards. That was good food. Nice. French like, food? It was like African food. I don't know. It was like right. some, it was like a satay sauce, some sort of African vermicelli. But I don't know. Some kind of pasta thing. Rice, yep. chicken, beef, and lamb. Sweet. Fucking lovely. Are you still eating lots of cows? Is that yeah. still happening? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying. I think I've gotten used to it now. I've gotten a good maintenance. Yeah. If I wanted to gain more weight, I'd probably have to take time off training. Or do something like just to eat more. Just more calorie densities. Yeah. Yeah, all that. Yeah. But then I get sick. You get sick. I just feel sick. Oh, you feel sick. All the time. Are you still dessert every meal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like if if I'm eating, I'll have sweet food as well. Yeah. Yeah. Always a sweet food after training. Yeah. But for example, now, ain't no time to eat. It's just pod, then straight to training. Protein shake. Maybe another protein shake before you leave. Another one. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. We'll see. Um, all right. Training's been good. That's all good. Let's get some questions. Let's get some questions, questions bro. Time is of the essence again for all the right. pod. Oma Plata. Fuck. Plata. Fuck. <laughs> all right. Good to get it done, though. Oma Plata was the first question that I saw. So, what our boy, him? less impressed, more involved. Shout out, because he keeps shouting me out. Shout out, head Jake. Did he shout you out in the Oma Plata he video? He shouted me out so much in his Oma Plata video. What's he I saying? Had no place, I had no place there, but yeah. He shouted me out. He even shouted out how to spell my name. It was a whole meme. <laughs> what a man <laughs> what a man anyway all right so yeah. tell us about the other platter what's Long going story on? short he's saying that the other platter is more risk than it's worth uh but it can like as a move on its own but to connect to in, into other things that's when it starts to have some use that was the long long and short of it basically what's your take on that yeah i agree with that i don't really go for it but i can see that it in terms of setups like in nogi you can just stand up and people will fall off of it yeah. In the gi, you need like a collar to hold on. Like if you see Clark Gracie doing it, it's always off the collar. In no gi, there's very few people that are actually effective with it. Like a couple 10th planet guys maybe that will get it and then like use a wrist lock or something to twist you. Like Jeremiah Vance fella, yeah. he does it. But other than that, if you don't see it happening much, then it's just a shit move. Yeah. 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 But you can use it to get to legs. What moves you've been watching recently? 
what you've what been seeing a lot moves. Of, what moves you've been seeing a lot of recently mm. there hasn't been a whole lot of matches recently though I've just seen a lot of heel hooks recently yeah people loving the heel hooks yeah they're like 50-50 stuff that's always been happening I guess yeah that's it really there haven't been too many matches recently have there it's just been a lot of 50-50 uh, entries and people trying to heel hook each other mm. and yeah that's it I haven't watched too many competitions in, in the last couple of weeks since the uh, since the Nicky Rod and Penner one I haven't watched shit. I was watching a bit of the wrestling. The NCAA is on. This, oh, yeah. Or was on this weekend. I don't know if it's still on, but it's freak, on YouTube. Freak. freak athletes and that. Yeah, yeah. Freaks. Yeah. Imagine when jiu-jitsu gets on that level. Freaks. I'll I'll, I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll quit. You'll be gone by that. I don't want that. You'll be gone. <laughs> just taking it away. It's going way too hard. Yeah. Someone's going to get hurt. It's just going way, <laughs> that's way too hard. Wrestling's <laughs> fucking intense though. Different yeah, sport. yeah. Well, yeah, when they do it like that. Plus they got shoes though. So maybe it looks way more intense because they got the, they have the drive from the shoes. But if you tried that no shit slip. in Nogi, you just slip around. You slip over, yeah. Yeah. I want to see some really high level wrestlers without shoes. On a sweaty mat. Jason Dolph. On a sweaty mat. What, what was it, B-team? Was he fucking people Yeah, up? yeah. But again, it wasn't like, maybe the mat was sweaty sometimes, but from what I saw, it was pretty dry mat. Like the mat today at RGA. That yeah. was sweaty. Sweaty. Fuck. Fists go flying. Yep. Punch in the face. Yeah. So they say, there is proof, photographic evidence. <laughs> Next question. Anyway, I apologized. How could... Taking tests negatively affect impact your bjj great question um so we back to the point i spoke about earlier when uh, nikki ryan was talking about test on um the lex friedman podcast yeah his points were like look okay so testosterone the reason why you take testosterone is if you've got like a if you want to put on a, st- a stack of muscle very quickly and you're training weights testosterone will help you do that but you also need to be in a calorie deficit making sure that you're lifting you have a good li- lifting program uh first and foremost and then sleeping well have all the other things in check and then you'll be able to stack up muscle a lot easier so if you're going to take tests that's why you'll take it also it's going to improve your recovery so you could attend more jiu-jitsu classes or train more frequently jiu-jitsu right so if you're and to nikki ryan's point if you're a slow learner or if you learn things so if you learn things really well then more time on the mats means your jiu-jitsu is going to get significantly better, right? Because you're going to like be able to like take it in more, yeah. learn faster. It's accelerated learning essentially because you're recovering. Your your recovery time speeds up. Yeah. So, but if you're not a good learner and you're taking tests and you're just getting super fucking strong, you'll be super fucking strong, but not that but good at jiu-jitsu. Could you actually get technically worse? Technically worse. Could you actually get technically worse from being an idiot and taking trend compared to being, I mean, test <laughs> or trend or trend? Test was the question. Yeah, test <laughs> is the question. Yeah, but I'm just I'm lumping it all in. Yeah, same same. Stat, any kind of gear. Still could a bit could, woozy. Yeah, from the gear. Yeah, from, from, from from the punch. From the bang. Could you could you get worse? I mean, technically worse. Technically worse. Maybe you're just relying on on strength too much and you're not progressing your actual jiu-jitsu like conquest yeah. and, like learning. Look, the mo- the most important thing is if you're doing jiu-jitsu, you need to be I mean, you can answer this yeah. question as well. You need to be getting better, right? Working yeah. on different things. I think you should be sparring people who are as strong as you. Yes. But if you're yeah. on test, you're obviously going to be going to be a lot stronger. But yeah, find someone else on test. Exactly. So So you're going to be in the right environment. Yeah. The right environment like <laughs> 
the willingness to learn and actually improve and also yeah. have the ability to, to to pick things up quickly and learn and know yeah. how you learn at jiu-jitsu that's how it would improve you but realistically yeah it couldn't be a negative could it here we go so negatively it's not like it's not good for you right well health wise just health wise yeah, yeah. jacking gear is like it's not good for your health yeah like i, I watched um nikki ryan versus um who's that who's that fight he had any adcc and he goes back taking the last Inato Canuto. yeah that was a good fight well basically yeah. nikki ryan just got really tired so maybe he stacked on too much muscle over yeah. a quick period of time and he wasn't used to holding that much muscle yeah. mass and that led him to get more tired than he uh thought he would or he could yeah. have been cutting weight to that. He said his knee was injured and he had to like keep a lower posture or something and couldn't and had to rely on hand fighting. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's yeah. going to just be exhausting anyway. And he said he popped his knee and like his his He's ACL full fully tore in a week or two weeks before. Fucking hell. So yeah. Well, there we go. It's not the juice. Not not yeah. stacked muscle. Yeah, I mean, look, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good. Yeah. Nate, Nate, how, is it going to impact you negatively? I mean, it's just your health benefit, like health, really. I'm not an expert on gear, but I don't yeah. think it's very good for your bone density. It's not good we for your We do get asked a lot of gear questions for... I need to learn more about the gear. Yeah. I mean, you're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I don't even go to church. No. How would I know about gear? Yeah. All right, then. But could it negatively impact your BJJ? I mean, it's going to negatively impact your health for a short period of time or a long period of time if you keep abusing it. Um, so that's the negative impact. But in regards to doing BJJ, if you're getting, if you're stacking on piles of muscle very quickly, like that, your risk of injury just goes through the roof. Yeah, okay. Through so that's a pretty roof. good one. That's that's a pretty big Would one. Would it make your ligaments and tendons grow quicker? No, growth hormone potentially will though. So you need to be on growth hormone. Which but is then all. you get cancer and die. But then you, yeah, then your risk then you've you, <laughs> then you run. <laughs> then you get cancer and die. Then, right? then so you, it's bad. Oh, take that cancer. <laughs> then, then you're running an even bigger risk of again like your health, longevity of health. Yeah. So I think like the for most for most people listening and watching watching this podcast, uh, and a lot of people that I sign up on my online program is if you're not recovering from training have a look at your nutrition and hydration first because chances are you're not you're not eating properly the right amount of protein or hydrating yourself properly throughout the day throughout sessions before sessions after sessions sort those things out first and mm. i guarantee your recovery will be better hydration's hard hydration's fuck yeah but you get on hydration it's hard to drink water. enough water yeah like because if you drink too much in one go you just piss yeah and if you just drink water all the time you just you need to do it though you just it fucking needs, need to uh, get used. It's, yeah. again like eating calories you just get yeah, used to yeah. it it's hard though. yeah but it can't just be water that's what I'm saying half of it has to be electrolytes electrolytes yeah. juice flavoured water juice juice will it negatively impact your, your BJJ it can do via, and your health via your health yeah. uh, via your health exactly yeah. and then other ones such as trend could get you negatives and such in yeah. competition <laughs> exactly right. next question I'm going to close this window as you get next Right, best attack against a butterfly guard. So, I'm trying to think what I find. I'm oh, sorry, a half butterfly guard. Butter guard. Butter. So, what I find, <laughs> what I find the most annoying against half butterfly guard, probably the hardest to deal with is either someone who's just outside passing really aggressively, but then that's not really half butterfly. For half butterfly specifically. I would say it's someone who like switches really well between body lock over back and then the uh, arm weave passing. They've got the sequence. Yeah, maybe not a sequence that uses all of them, but just using them at the right time and switching between them to make it pretty, pretty hard for me to get anything. Also, people who are just like 
very reactive and they just kind of wait for you and try and like bolo counters to the back if they're actually good at the bolo counters and they're really strong and stuff then that can work i would say those are the hardest gets more dangerous if they're good at the bolos yeah if they're good at timing it like uh what's it called charles for example negramont yeah charles negramont they're very good at timing the bolos and stuff so it's it's more difficult playing playing against him mm. whereas like and then you got like max for example bickerton who like who will pass on the knees but he'll he'll go in and out on body locks and he'll deny grips very well from from a kneeling position then you've got Sylvie for example who will just stay off his knees all, at all times so you can never really get the half butterfly going right so yeah there's a couple Sylvie's always standing right yeah Sylvie's always on his feet yeah which I would say is a good a good way to pass and tire people out on the bottom got it yeah so yeah those are my three it's not really like a move but it's strategies you can use there you have it there we have it. There you have it. Get on your feet, basically. Long story short. There we go. Recovering from spine <laughs> surgery. <laughs> shout, out, shout out Christian Osbeck. Yeah, Christian Osbeck recently hurt his spine. and uh, <laughs> He's got surgery. He'll never be the same again. <laughs> so I had, I had spine surgery, L4, L4, L5 disectomy, uh, nerve decompression. Vasectomy. Uh, vasectomy. And a vasectomy. <laughs> the same dose. L4, L5. Uh, I think that was 23. I'm just like, basically bad coaching, CrossFit, had, had a bad bulging disc, saw a spine surgeon. And now, of course, the spine surgeon's like, oh, we need to operate. But it got to a point where I couldn't like, like if I was sitting down, I couldn't move my right leg, essentially. Like more than that. Because the fucking sciatica was just blocked. It was pretty gnarly. Couldn't sit down. Pathetic. Week, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I saw a surgeon, and then he's like, "Yeah, we should operate on this." So I was like, "Oh fuck!" Did you try resting? No, I just kept <laughs> just kept working until the yeah, very day. Literally, we I just kept lifting. Yeah, I, just, I was like, "Nah, I should go resting. away." <laughs> kept lifting, uh, which is obviously fucking stupid. But we live and learn. We learn all these lessons. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing from recovering from spine surgery I've learned is like understanding axle loading better, which you could have done without spine surgery, but understanding. Uh, recovery how to fix people's sore lower backs so if you do have a sore lower back but just doing some basic core exercises throughout the day some general stretching of the hips glutes hamstrings is going to make a big mm. difference to your general lower back pains um, can you undo the surgery no like you said they fused some discs together right no they didn't fuse any discs oh okay I just put that phone on Salento oh yeah Notification. Fucking hell. From the punching That's video. That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, will, it, will it be back to normal? No, it will never be, it'll never go back to normal because what happens now is that it's like fragile in that area because it's got half a disc. So if it takes too oh, much axle loading, it. yeah, they shaved it. If it, take, it gets too much axle loading, axle loading is basically when you, whenever you're holding a heavy weight, it's like compression of the spine. So yeah. the bars on your back or you're holding them in your hands, it's causing downward pressure and compression on the discs. If you only have half, half a disc, the joints, the facet joints that's holding like yeah. around the discs will jam up and get tight and that will cause stiffness and like a bit of nerve. Stiff as a Stiffness. Board. Stiffness. <laughs> and a bit of a nerve compression on the back. So it's got to be careful of. Healthy. So for me recently, just doing, just figuring out that I can just do jits three times a week. That's the, th the threshold. One day rest in between. Two weight, two to three weight sessions. That's good. Is it improving? Uh, it doesn't get worse. If I try and do two days of back-to-back -back BJJ with you guys, it'll be fucked. It's weird. It'll just, yeah. it'll just jam up and then I'll, I'll take more time off. Than, yeah. So just go, I just knowing that I would say the most important thing is knowing how much you can recover from. So understanding your maximal recoverable volume. Some of my friends actually had this, some rugby guys. One of my mates got the same surgery, but he got on the 
two discs, one below, one above. Then obviously he retired from rugby. Like he played a couple of matches after that. Who's he paralyzed? Isn't he? Huh? Is no, it someone else? A different guy, bro. It's one guy. So I know four people have had the surgery. One guy had the surgery on the NHS, and the doctor fucked it up, and he was paralyzed from the legs down. It's crazy. I will try to kill the doctor. It's insane. Shout Justin, Justin Levy. He's a great guy. Does jiu-jitsu, purple belt. Nice, really yeah. nice guy. Same surgery what as me. What the fuck? He's six foot four. I will never go to the doctors again. No, man. I am never pulling guard again. Fucked it up. So, yeah, if you if you got back, even if you any kind of back pain, I would say just obviously get the back better first. Rest. Find the right person to work with. Find the right coach or physio. I would say strength training is a fundamental component of recovering your back whether it's from surgery or if you do have a sore lower back get in touch with the right coach so that they can help you because you're just going to need some gentle core exercises and then reintroduction of the movements make sure you're doing the movements properly and also have a clear plan of how much axle loading you can tolerate throughout the week because that that is really important if you're doing if you have busy jiu-jitsu schedule god damn so what did you feel a pop in your back when you were younger uh yeah i think i was squatting heavy and i felt a pop and i just ignored it i was like ah, i'll be fine and i just kept lifting kept lifting and my neck leg was like like kind of like what christian does now like with his arm i'll be like ah it's fine and then it just got worse and worse i couldn't sit down for like more than 10 minutes right from squatting it from fucking squatting heavy deadlifts or or, okay from just the general yeah yeah but even now like now i just use belt squats i don't do any like single leg stuff i used to do walking lunges pretty heavy heavy ball guarantees like, don't even do that anymore because it's just axle loading doesn't like it so fuck it, yeah but it's fine you can you can train around that again yeah. if you have a sore back there's always stuff you can train around so find the right coach find the right program for you make sure you're doing strength training because that's going to help you feel much better especially strong legs you need strong legs yeah strong legs support a strong back and core through that big ass yep and you can through do all that. that without axle loading if you have access to a belt squat lying hamstring curls like leg extensions there's so much stuff you can do pain is weakness leaving the body bro sweating <laughs> pain is weakness leaving the body it's all you yep. need to know about oh, spine surgery we, we, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get you gone time is flying oh shit oh shit all right yeah sex and wanking before <laughs> bit of context right. so i had a, a dm the other day uh i hope he's listening to this i hope he is yeah he's given us well he actually sent in a quote this is his question for the podcast as well so, oh, he definitely yeah, he, he sent in a question. I mean, Shout it doesn't, doesn't mean he'll actually listen, but he sent in the question anyway. So <laughs> I got a panicked message at 1 a.m. <laughs> on uh, 1 a.m. 1 a.m. <laughs> on Friday night. <laughs> hey, bro, I'd just like to know your thoughts on uh, sex slash wanking. He, he used the word wanking as well, not not masturbation. Wanking. Wanking, yeah. So it's a familiar term to him anyway. He writes it a lot, so I can't write out the full masturbation. Uh, yeah, before a BJJ comp... Uh, this might be better for the pod, but I thought I'd ask you now anyway, seeing as I've got a competition tomorrow. So if you don't want to answer, no worries. But if you can, just let me know ASAP. Bro. <laughs> ASAP. He sat there. Fucking yeah. yeah. Sweating. <laughs> <laughs> that crying face. Like, yeah. Anyway, if you Google it, it says 12 hours. Oh, wow. If you nut and then within 12 hours, you do a physical activity, you will be less strong or whatever. You'll have a less less maximum output. Wow, that's the science. Yeah, twelve hours, bro. So no nothing. There you have it. Don't wank. I didn't have to message anyone to find that out. Google. Just straight on Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway, ASAP is the, I, is I hope I got up. back to him in time. <laughs> I couldn't give him permission. <laughs> None of us guys do it. Abstain, bro. Abstain, bro. God is watching. Always watching. Time. God's watching at all times. Like Mike Wazowski. Yeah. Always watching. Always watching. <laughs> so, yeah. Right, so 12 hours. That's, the, that's a, Apparently that's 12 hours. Yeah, Google it. That's it's what Huberman's saying as well. I don't know about Huberman. I didn't right. ask him. <laughs> Huberman, <laughs> shout out. Shout Huge man. All right, well, there we go. Yeah, that's the answer. Anyway, what a story. Maybe I'll archive it for everyone. How to get into pro BJJ. Well, how did I get into pro BJJ? We've actually covered this. No, we I haven't. thought so. Long story short, I went to uni and used my maintenance loans to train every day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't attend any lectures. And yeah, I'm, I think, 55K in debt from student loans, uh, which I'm paying back, obviously. Shout out. Yeah, shout out paying back stuff. Uh, but yeah, that was basically how I got into pro BJJ. That's how I started. And then in terms of actually making money from it, you just start off poor and find private lessons by going to open mats and you fucking know, everyone up. Yeah. Go to open mats, start, start taking souls, taking names and then get private lessons and yeah. then try and get more and more competition wins. And then people invite you to teach classes and you can up your rates and then eventually you get a BJJ fanatics and then. You can make money from that, and eventually, start I mean, to be fair, start a successful podcast. You don't even, <laughs> even a shit one. You don't, you don't even have to be good at jiu-jitsu to run, become a pro BJJ guy. You can just be a businessman and open a jiu-jitsu gym and hire someone to yeah. teach it. But yeah, if you want to be, but the question was, the question is, how pro. to become what a competitor? Pro BJJ, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So if it's competitor, then you just need to train all the time and have someone fund your lifestyle or just be really broke and live on the mats, but. If you want to actually make money from jiu-jitsu, it's not going to be from winning competitions for the most part. Like instructionals, the shit you do outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Gordon, training Gordon people. Gordon Instructors are the best, probably. Yeah, and like private lessons, I guess as well. If you can get the right clients, you can charge the right price. Yeah. If you have a gym close to your yard, we need to set up your Patreon, bro. You yeah, want to do a Patreon? Patreon? Yeah, we could do. Yeah. Could do. Could be another source. Easy to do. But yeah, then I've run out. Of, run out of techniques. Could put rolls up instead. Yeah, put commentary on the rolls. Could put holes up. Because otherwise you do it on Holes. YouTube you yeah. and you snippet it up and you go, here's the full thing on Patreon. Yeah. That, that you have to do that, bro. Let's see how much money we make from YouTube first. £6,000 a day. Um, also, listen to the Mark McQueen podcast that we did. You can also listen to Shout Mark McQueen, um, how he went pro, B, he's, pretty, he's pro, pro BJJ. All he does is BJJ now and coach. Yeah, he coaches weights though online, right? Exactly, yeah. but that's funding his pro BJJ lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you for pro, like, the answer is quite obvious for pro BJJ. Like, just win lots of tournaments. Yeah, but how do you fund that lifestyle? Well, yeah, you just broke for a you long time. To, you need to coach, coach online, figure figure, figure something out. Like, to you are going to be broke. You'll be start. poor. Yeah. yeah, like anything, you'll be poor at the start. Yeah, because also like, whatever belt you are, let's say you're a black belt, the going rate in London is like. 65 70 quid for an hour yep. if you're just like any random black belt mm. that's not enough <laughs> you no, know no. and also they're not going to hire you for all the classes all the time you'll be let's say you're like a geek coach a yeah it might be once a week it might be like three times or four or five times a week if you're lucky but let's yeah. say six times a week they're not paying you 70 pounds a lesson they're paying you like 50 pounds a lesson or something yeah. so you have to yeah you need the right client you need the right clients you need the right clients you need yeah. the right clients 100% and you're, yeah. they're, they're going to be dull the fellas as well yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, if you're like resourceful, <laughs> you could probably think of other ways. Like, I didn't think too hard. I just wanted to train. So, yeah. Yeah. If you're resourceful, there's, I'm sure there's other ways to make money. Yeah. Do little, yeah, Instagram reels and shit. Well, I, 
Alright. Uh so should you focus on all your attention on one thing or more things? Well, I think it depends how on your game and how balanced it is. We kind of did this the last time. Like if you haven't done any leg locks and you've trained for ten years, this is maybe don't theory. spell. Yeah, maybe <laughs> don't spend ten years training leg locks, but like spend a good while before you go back to anything else. So yeah. if you have, if you are seriously lacking in one area, or if like let's say some new move comes out and you've got no idea about it, you better spend some time doing it. And if if you get to a certain level where you're getting diminishing marginal returns, then go back to just learning like multiple things at once because mm. it's probably hard to know exactly what is the most useful thing to work on at once you're better off doing like three or four things or like let's say i'm on my back now i'm going to be working my shotgun arm bars and my arm drag from bottom and then if i'm on top i'm working my overback grip and my like reverse cross face i don't know what the fuck it's called anyway cross face with the hands locked on the wrong side and yeah that's it and then if i'm in mount you know working certain sequences or just trying to sharpen things up like quite consciously and trying to wait for people to like like recognize patterns where you lose the position and mm. like how to out why exactly you're losing it and like where exactly you're going wrong even if you've got fuck all to work on you can just recognize bits where you lose positions and then go okay i need to work on that and then find out what to do it's a learning process yeah if you're process. on the gear it happens a lot faster so it is it's all of this but figuring out how you learn things too right yeah would you say that's an important factor yeah, how to learn. Well, yeah, how if you're an adult, you should have learned stuff before. <laughs> and like how to run. Yeah, you should know how to run at this at this age. <laughs> right. If you're a child, like the the younger you are, the more intuitive the game the learning has to be. Yes. It has to be game learning. And then as you get older you can get into like actual details and try and consciously apply it whilst you're rolling. If you're just juiced out of your head and you're just going wild, you're probably you're probably not gonna learn. You will get strong though. And punch people in the face out of anger. Sick. That'd be so. Maybe not even anger. Just out of. That's it. That's, that's what it. I do. That's just what he does. That's what I do. Okay. All right. Good question. Body really types of bolo. Yeah. So this question was sent in by Autism and Steroids. Shout out Autism and Steroids. That oh, was I know that Instagram crew. Yeah. Yeah. man. Yeah. Cool. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of his profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> autism and steroids so yeah <laughs> what do i think hmm. can anyone bolo? anyone can, can bolo? anyone bolo? i think anyone can bolo you know i would say that there's probably it's probably quite like the leg lock game in that there are benefits and negatives to both yeah like shorter legs you can pummel your legs easier and longer legs you can like keep connection at longer ranges so you don't have to be maybe like it's easier to keep connection to your partner basically but I think there are people who bolo successfully at all belt levels and all, yeah. sorry, not all belt levels, all sizes body and body types. types. Yeah, yeah, except for fat people, obviously. Yeah, they can't invert. Yeah. Well, there's a, um, what's his name? Uh, Jay, a oh, fellow lives up north, trains with uh, Livesey. Fuck, I forgot his name. Shout out Jay. Um, he's short, big, big unit. Like, he used to be very fat, but now he's not that fat, so fat now. Um, he does videos every friday of him and his fat mate just doing bolos on each other they, they hit him really yeah send me that yeah, yeah let's get it up we can put it we can edit in afterwards yeah we yeah. never do that though but we can oh uh, yeah we don't do that well just find out who owen lives his fat mate isn't yeah jay <laughs> fuck shout jay i don't I know his last name i can't remember big J. big J. big it's J. not big J, but he does uh grapple strong with owen lives okay maybe i'll Damn. recognize him when i see him what they do bolos again 
They inverting that. Let's just fucking get it up. What we need to do on the YouTube is also make little clips. Um, yeah, you know, keep big, talking. So this is interesting, at least for the people big, watching. Big J- yeah. Well, I th- yeah. Jade Bell. Here he is. To be fair, if you're fat, you can't bring your knees to your chest properly. Here like, he it'll, is. It'll here be blocked by. We're gonna get this up. Oh, he's not fat though. Come on. But that guy's. Watch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To do it on a fat guy is fine. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. This is a Ford Roller. This isn't. This isn't a Bolo. <laughs> this isn't a Baron Bolo, bro. That was a Bolo, yeah. Nah. It's a Ford. It's a. <laughs> It's maybe we'll, get, it's, we'll get that up for the It's viewers. kind of a bolo, but I'm talking about a traditional bolo. You start in like De La Hiva or Argard as it's more PCly known now and you invert, you know, it's got to be a tight, but it, that was just a forward roll. Right. Like fat people can roll. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> but can they invert? Right. I didn't see an invert there basically. I only uh, saw a forward roll. Invert forward is from shoulder to shoulder. In real time roll. sparring, that wouldn't work on high level people. You just forward roll. No, that, that was fine. It's just yeah. like an invert is from shoulder to shoulder. He yeah. rolled from shoulder to hip. Right. So it's not that he's like crunching himself up in a ball here uh, forwards. It's that he's just rolling over. Mechanically, it's impossible for fat people to do it. No, but That's they'd have to have good balance and probably good neck flexibility. Yeah. And like, yeah, they'd have to like stuff their knees into their fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Into their what? Into their fat. Fat. <laughs> fat yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being fat. You just no. can't bolo. Yep. You'll die earlier. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of, I saw, I saw Whale. Have you seen Whale? No, what's that? It's a film. One, oh, two film. Oscars. Brendan Fraser. No, I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, you should watch it. Mags will like it. Who? Your Mags. Missus. Oh, yeah. She'll <laughs> like it. The miss Why? fucking misses. This is a good film. You should Fair watch enough. it. The Whale. Anyway. Does it have snakes in it? <laughs> she doesn't like snakes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, no snakes. Framing versus north-south. I picked this because it's a good question, actually. So, And I've been doing it, thinking about it myself. Like, often I think in north-south, you don't want to frame with too much, basically. Like, if you can... You want like a minimal exposure of limbs, like especially since watching Cade Armbar Lachlan at ADCC. I've been very careful about like sticking my arms up because you can like frame on someone's armpits for a long time, let's say, and it will make them like push down into you. So you're getting tired. They're not really getting tired, but they're giving you their weight. So when you move one of your arms, maybe you can like, you know, get an arm, get one of their, they'll fall on you sort of you thing. You get an arm or you get a leg. But now I'm thinking like, if you just leave your arms out there, they're going to like, I have a knee cut across your elbows or just like jump on a flying armbar. So now I'm trying to do like minimal frames possible and like use the correct frames at the correct range. So let's say someone's at like, like really far away, you can't reach them with your hands. You're just not touching them. And if you can reach them with your hands, let's say, or like you have a reach for their feet or if you can't reach their feet, you're just like prodding the shoulders. And then uh, if you can get the elbows, then you grab the elbows. But yeah, don't try and like, don't try and scoop anything or don't try and like overextend from north from bottom north south that's mm-hmm. what i found also got to be careful like where you put your head you can't like if people like grab the back of your head sometimes they can just lift you up if you're curled up in a ball yep. and yeah take you back so head stays close to the floor yeah i think if you want to summarize it it's like minimal frames in north south because like you actually want to pull people in right rather than just let them circle around you you want to so the more pushing grips you have the fewer limbs you'll have useful to to actually pull people in and i'd say like when you're playing north south the biggest risk is that people just like rip out basically because you can't connect your legs to them that easily so you have to be like you have to let people get in pretty deep before you go to a counter yeah uh, right. that's my two cents there we go there we go that's, that's nine questions rapid let, fire let's uh let's leave it there are you here sunday 
Yeah. We'll, we'll podcast together. Yeah, it depends. I've, I have a seminar Saturday or Sunday. Nottingham. Shout out Carlos Gomez. Carlos Gomez. He's uh, one of my on- online PTs as well. Is he? Yeah. Wow. He's on it. Well, hopefully he watches this. He does. Shout- he does? I think so. I think he does, yeah. Wow. Shout out Carlos. Hello. Um, We'll pick it up again on Sunday. Mate. Guys, remember, having some other podcasts. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Guys, like, subscribe to the podcast, YouTube. Uh, keep, it, keep the YouTube running. Just like, subscribe. Check out Owen's um, instructional BJJ Fanatics. Check out my, my strength programs. It's all good stuff. Check out Roger Gracie Academy. Roger Great. Gracie. Shout out Roger Gracie Academy. Shout out Roger Gracie Academy. Yeah, we train. Train there three times Big a week. Fan. Great to see you.